Mystics. Hey, hey Mystics. Mystics. It's your girl, Andrea. And I'm Shelby Valentine. Welcome to Mystic Medicine, where we have conscious conversations around healing, expansion, and the messy reality of being human. This podcast supports your ascension, discussing everything spirituality, energetics, manifestation, shamanism, and so much more. Join our tribe of mystics in healing the collective and serving medicine, one One podcast podcast at at a time. time. Hey Mystics, welcome back to another episode of Mystic Medicine, served to you guys every Monday. My name's Andrea. And I'm Shelby Valentine. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, welcome back. This is so exciting. I truly just have so much love for like the podcast and every podcast listener. And Mm. now I'm like even more excited to come back every week because I get to do it with you. Yes. And I love that we're committing to the weekly. Yeah. The weekly drop. The weekly drop. The weekly medicine service service the weekly dosing there we go (laughs) you're micro dosing on mystic medicine you're welcome (laughs) yeah Mm, that's good if almost 30 didn't just release a podcast called morning microdose i would be like that's a really good idea oh man i mean like almost 30 is (laughs) top tier so yeah yeah. we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) a subject that we have been riffing on it's been really present in both of our worlds and lives is performing and all of the different areas in which we perform and hide certain parts of ourselves and the masks that we put on in certain scenarios or around certain people or on social media in order to you know what it all fucking comes down to you know be accepted and loved yeah yeah Yeah. this is so funny because i feel like all of spirituality and all of like religion or not maybe not religion so much but like the spiritual concepts and self-development is all about coming back to your true authentic self not Mm -hmm. because we're not but because we have so much programming and Mm -hmm. so much of like fully quote healing is actually just deconditioning and deprogramming Mm -hmm. all of these masks that we were told we need to wear yep and it's interesting how much we even in the self-healing world and in the spiritual world Mm -hmm. are still fucking performing and I know this because I'm guilty of this like I am so fucking guilty of performing maybe not all the time so much but now I'm like oh I have to be in a good mood in order to show up on the podcast Mm. or I have to be super bubbly in order Mm -hmm. to show up on social media or I'm not allowed to talk about my struggle with sobriety because that's quote unquote like not spiritual even though it's part of my own spiritual journey and evolution so Mm -hmm. there's so many places that performing shows up and it shows up differently oh yeah for for everyone what are some of the ways that you find performance shows up the most you work with a lot of coaching clients yeah I think that performance shows up a lot in our just like relational field you know the way that we show up around our friends or around our partner or like in the bedroom Mm. performance shows up in the bedroom all this fucking time yeah um yeah and it doesn't have to look like faking an orgasm no although it can be yeah yeah but yeah performance is so intertwined with you know the people pleasing we talked about on on the first episode yeah it's like yeah it's it can show up anywhere i mean i think it shows up a lot in on social media Mm mm-hmm feeling like you have to hide parts of yourself, especially if you are, you know, your own business and you're, you are your brand, 
you there is always going to be and I've really thought about this like there's always going to be an element of in inauthenticity yeah because it's impossible to show all of yourself on Instagram we're it's, so fucking multi-dimensional yeah it's, yeah it's literally impossible and it's like it's not real time mm. it's, it's just not yeah so it's not real mm. you know there's always going to be an added filter so it's like, it's real, but it's not real. The performance on social media is like less of a deal to me. The people on social media don't deserve my entire self. It's also impossible. So it's just like a losing game. It's like, yeah. I'll do the best I can and I'll show up the way that I feel like portraying myself, really. Because you're not going to portray every aspect of yourself and you don't have to. Yeah. Like, so that part, I feel like I used to really harp on like, oh, like I'm not showing enough of my personal life. But it's like, no, I actually don't owe anyone that. You know, you get to choose. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, more, like, in your in your relational field, like, pretending, like, you don't want things you want or not voicing your needs or, like, just, like, over-delivering. Yeah. I used to do that a lot, like, in my work and in my relationships and just, like, pretending, like, I was way chiller than I am. Like, I have, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I have, like way, like, less, like, needs and wants and desires and it's, like, no, you actually have a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're pretty fucking chill. I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty chill, but I'm really clear on, like, what I need and want. And yeah. I just, like, wasn't that way before. Mm. I would just be like, let me just, like, make you happy and, you know, be, like, a good little girlfriend and really yeah. chill. Yeah, it's, like, not the fucking case now. But, yeah, I think performing shows up in our relationships a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to bring in the perspective that performing also shows up when we're alone. Mm. Like, at least for me... I've noticed that I had this mentality of fake it till you make it, especially when I was in, like, policy and politics. Mm. I was, like, not feeling the way that I was portraying myself, but I was subjecting myself to the same sentiment, even when I was alone, even when I was not surrounded by people and, Mm. like, not having to show up a certain way. And it really was a lot of bypass. Mm. It was so much bypass. So for me, it was all, like, bypassing. Like, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm super happy. And that could have looked like drinking and smoking, or it could have looked like overworking. It could have looked like, honestly, research. Research was like another coping mechanism for me, like Mm. finding things to go down deep rabbit holes so that I could avoid avoidance. And it's this like, oh, I am performing because I'm investigative, right? Like, I'm curious. It's like, no, you actually just don't want to sit with yourself in silence and like listen what you're listen to what your needs are, what your inner child is asking, what your healing is asking, mm. what your evolution is asking for. Yeah. So I was very performative for myself. Mm. And then outside, I was extremely performative for everyone else. Yeah. Really, really coming back to like that people pleasing and just wanting to be loved by everyone mm. all the time. Fucking yeah. impossible, right? But like always, all the time. I was like, I just want people to love me. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I never was able to self-deceive, like, in that specific way. Like, I was never able to convince myself I was happy when I wasn't. I was just like, I'm unhappy, and I'm knowingly going to still perform. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm still going to, like, I'm still going to do this thing that I have to do. Like, yeah. go to my job and perform at my job and, like, perform for my coworkers and perform. Like, my whole job was performance when I was working in New York City and working in partnerships at a tech company, I was schmoozing people and yeah. performing the Absolutely. whole time. Oh my gosh. There was no element 
of me in that. Like, yeah. there wasn't room, and I think for a lot of corporate jobs, there's, like, not really room Yeah. for you to not perform. Like, what you... It's literally, like, I would get medals for, like, performance. Like, yeah. you were... You got paid for performing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then on a more subtle... Well, I guess in a more subtle way, like, my parents obviously weren't around me at work, but I was, like, doing it to do well so that they would be proud of me. And they didn't, like, mean to do that, right? This is not their... This is, like, my thing. Yeah. Of, like, me wanting to make them proud, which carried into my business, too. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, like, make six figures my first year. I'm going to figure it out and, like, be a successful businesswoman, like, to please my parents. Mm. To perform for my parents. Yeah. And then I had a huge unraveling around that. Because it will just shift. Like, your performance will shift from one area to another and show up in all of these different ways. Especially when you think you've kicked it. Oh. Oh. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It was so funny. I was sitting with this because my mom and I, as everyone knows, has we've had the most tumultuous back and forth relationship. And I was finally, just a few weeks ago, I was like, yeah, we're getting better. I'm at the point where I'm not performing with her. And then something happened, and I'm not going to, like, disclose her personal information, but long story short, I caught myself performing yet again, Mm. and it was interesting because even though I had, quote-unquote, kicked it with her, the pattern is still there, so I have to, it's a, it's a conscious choice, right, for a while, it's a conscious choice for me to not perform because I've been performing so, for so fucking long, Mm -hmm. but then in every, like, maternal relationship that I've had, Mm. it's shown up again so yes I kicked it with my mom and also I have all of these other relationships that are motherly like that I'm also seeking their approval also not speaking my needs also Mm. like people pleasing and over delivering and like burning myself to the ground yeah for them to like me Mm -hmm. and you're right it does evolve so I've changed from this like people pleasing for my parents to people pleasing there was a time I was people pleasing for the for the podcast I would not record an episode unless I was like absolutely sure that it was as close to perfection as it was going to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was, like, a hard one to kick for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so linked to the perfectionism and, and people-pleasing. I yeah. don't think I, like, I knew that, but I hadn't, like, spoken about it before. But, yeah, it's, like, all so intertwined. Yeah. I feel like something that I, like, actively addressed was, like, the way I show up in new groups in as, like, a coach and leader in, like, the spiritual world, which is, like, a new thing, like going to trainings and going to like circles and going on retreats like really being cognizant of the ways that I would want to perform Mm. to show that I was impressive and like highly evolved and like doing my shit and in the spiritual community also I've noticed like people use like plant medicine as like kind of like a badge of like how spiritual you are oh my gosh yes how many times have you sat with plant medicine (laughs) yeah it's like what medicines do you sit with like like literally and so like I remember like going to a retreat recently and it was just held in such an impeccable way by Adrian Ellison and I I know I know that I went to that retreat to learn how to lead a space and not perform and I had to do that before I did rewild and I knew that even though I didn't know at the time I was like there's medicine here and that was it it was like watching someone not perform at Mm. all like she wasn't performing yeah she just was and she was just like fucking take it or leave it and I was like I fucking love you so I want to ask you because you don't actually know her in person like long term do you what do you mean the gal who hosted the retreat you don't know her 
in person, but yet energetically you showed up, mm-hmm. you were in her home, and you could tell yeah. that she wasn't performing. Yes. What does it look like to not perform? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is what is like some tangible action items and energetically like how do you know that yeah. someone is performing? Because it very it like very much is right tangible, especially if you're tapped in, especially if you're connected. You're like this person's performing. I don't trust them because I don't actually know who they are. Right. Yeah. I think that you know when you're looking at a leader. I think that some things to look for are like hierarchy like feel like the feeling that you're lesser oh just like the feeling in in your in their presence like i'm like actually like below you on on like the on the tier system like i'm i'm like a rung below you Mm -hmm. or like yeah yeah like you're looking upward so much and that's not to say that you're not like learning from teachers and mentors yeah but if there's like a felt sense of like you're pedestaling the person like yes it's a you thing but also there's like an energetic of the person holding it usually where you're like oh like there's like shaming language going on or like i feel like shit around this person or like but i still kind of want to be there like that's like toxic um like a lot of coaches are like that you're like she kind of makes me feel like shit but i kind of like she told me that like being triggered by her is is a good thing and it's like for my growth and that's like fucking bullshit like sometimes it's not but like I don't know, like, more than 50% of the top coaching space is, like, fucking bullshit. And they can just say, like, oh, yeah, I'm triggering you for your growth. And it's, like, you don't know if they're in integrity and they're, like, probably fucking not, honestly. Yeah. It's just, like, the way it is. Like, it's really hard to find, like, in integrity coaches. Yeah. And, like, you can just tell. Like, she just talks to you like a human and values everyone's opinion. And it's, like, the energetic of sitting in a circle instead of, like, sitting, you know around someone looking up at them Mm -hmm. like not guruism Mm -hmm. and obviously like everyone is different and like she doesn't i'm using her as an example like she doesn't owe us all of her Mm -hmm. you know like she doesn't owe us her humanity she doesn't owe us her most vulnerable parts but behind that like behind that paywall to the coach that you want to work with is that intimacy you know Mm -hmm. what i mean usually and it's like she was just sharing like herself like her her truth in that moment it wasn't manipulated in a way to be palatable Mm -hmm. and it was really powerful to be around Mm. because I was like oh and she's a leader and she's in a fucking incredible space holder Mm. it's like all of that can exist at the same time and also it offered for such transformational experiences throughout that whole experience because she was being so fucking real you yeah. just you could just feel it yeah yeah so it like added to the whole experience oh yeah i mean it creates safety yeah and we need safety to transform mm. so if you feel like there is a hierarchy or if you feel like someone is performing you're not gonna be able to let down your guard yeah because their guard's not down yeah it's basically like the level, level of vulnerability that you can meet people at is the level of vulnerability that they can meet you at. So if you're walking around performing, no one's ever going to see you, which was like me and all my relationships. Like no one actually saw me, so I couldn't get close to them. And then I would try to blame them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not getting close to you. It's like, 
you're not being vulnerable. You're performing. They can't see you. This is clearly not your person because they're attracted to someone who is not even you. Yeah. And it's the same thing with with clients and coaching and friendship. It's like, it starts with us, you know? Like, yeah. the second that I started being more vulnerable with myself, not like I share, like, everything on the internet, but with, like, my people, it allows for closeness and intimacy. And I was like, oh, this is the fucking key. Yeah. It's like saying the cringy thing. That you're like, oh, I'm sure she's going to, like, judge me for this, leave me for this. And then the person is like, okay. Like, all right. <laughs> like, that's okay. And, like, that's, like, my, my bar is so high for that now. Yeah. It's, like, almost hard for me to, like, relate to the past version of me that, like, didn't have that type of intimacy in relationship. Because now I'm just like, this is the bar to entry. <laughs> like, if you can't handle it, you literally can't come. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was mic That was drop. long. That was beautiful. <laughs> mic drop. Okay, this episode could be over now. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you for explaining the difference between someone holding the space of I am energetically superior yeah. versus just low self-worth because I think that there is very much a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've been shamed for, quote, feeling better than other people and I think that I'm not because I struggle with my own self-worth so much. Yeah. And you know this. I guess now my listeners are going to know this, our listeners are going to know this, but I do struggle with, like, being in places and finding myself worthy of being in those places and mm-hmm. also not performing, showing up. I have gone to medicine sits where it's very much like we are here to learn from this person, and that's beautiful, that's great, yeah. they have a lot to teach, but also as someone who's already struggling with self-worth, there's so much around, like, wow, I'm so far behind. Mm -hmm. I don't know shit. Mm -hmm. Do I even belong here? Am I even worthy of being in this space? Am I worthy of having that person's attention or affection or love or community, whatever whatever it was in that space? And not just, at this point, I'm not just talking about medicine sets, but even, like, friendships, groups, and circles. And so thank you for for differentiating that, because I do think that that's so important there's a difference between I'm struggling with my self-worth and I understand that I'm going through this yeah and this also this person is like energetically projecting that they they are here to be like respected and somehow put on a pedestal and there's such a there's such a predominance of this right now I mean there always has been but in general like the spiritual community there's a lot of people that are coming off very I know all the answers. Follow me. Yeah. You need to do things exactly how I say. Yeah. And there's there's a whole nother there's a whole nother thing. There's that's a whole other episode. But yeah, yeah, you explain sure. that beautifully. Yeah, and it, it's like it's I think that it's such a balance because it's not about it's not about blaming. It's like taking responsibility for like your part in it. Like mm-hmm. I bought into that. I own that. Right. Yeah. Like I own my part of that dynamic of me. Like I don't know. For example, like being like involved with a coach or like not paying them but like actually kind of yeah like I've had an experience with a coach that I was like pedestaling I take responsibility for that nobody can make me pedestal to someone yeah and that's dehumanizing to them yeah and like they're unintentionally doing a lot of harm and I know that but it's like I own my part of that too yeah yeah. Uh, they were in my field. I was in their field. It was like, you know, takes two to tango. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all energy. It's, it's all, all energy. energy exchange. Yeah. Which is why performing is so crucial to relationships. And I think that this is part of the reason people aren't having in-depth relationships is we're so fucking focused on how are we showing up? How am, How is this person perceiving me instead of 
how can I just be authentic and the people that are meant to be in my space are going to be in my space. For sure. Which honestly is probably one of the biggest reasons you and I are good friends Mm -hmm. and have such candid discussions where it's healing, it's medicine for me to come and tell you stuff and then have you turn around and be like, oh, here's, here's, like, let me mirror this back for you. Yeah. And there's no judgment, there's no blaming, there's no, there's no cringe. I love when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cringe. There's no cringe. Mm-hmm. And so that in, in and of itself is extremely healing. Yeah. And if we had more of that, if we could show people that we get to be compassionate with ourselves first and foremost because if we can't be compassionate with ourselves then how are we expected to share compassion for other people yeah but then also sharing fucking compassion for other people like everyone is going through their own shit and you ask someone how their day is going and they're like oh it's fine Mm -hmm. oh it's good yeah how many times are we do a do we actually care like how is your day going like how are you doing And then how many of us are actually willing to share, like, you know what? I'm actually going through suicidal thoughts or I'm struggling with my sobriety. I'm in this, like, deficit of love. Can I have a hug? Like, all of these things that are so normal and yet we don't discuss them. It's always just the superficial, like, I have to show up a certain way in order to be loved and accepted, which on the reverse, like, the other side of that coin, if you're not showing up and saying, like, I'm having a rough day. I don't feel safe showing up with you and being like, hey, Shelbs, I'm having a really fucking hard day. Yeah. Like, can yeah. I have a hug? That's that's the thing. Like, I definitely used to think that, and I say this to my clients all the time now, and, like, when they're scared of being vulnerable online, I'm like, why do you work with me? And they're like, because you're vulnerable. And I'm like, okay, so, yeah. Like, we have to constantly disprove that. Yeah. Because when you're the one having to do it, you're like, they're not going to take me seriously after this. Yeah. But it's the opposite. You feel closest to people who are vulnerable. Mm, yeah. You do. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. And the other the other thing that came up for me is, like, um, just really being cognizant of, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm, I perform, it's like, no shit. Like, there's no shame in that. No. It's It's actually a survival mechanism. And also, it's not safe not to perform in most spaces that exist in the world. Yeah. If you look at it on a macro level, if you look at cancel culture, if you look at the division, if you look at the inability for anyone to hold multiple perspectives at the same time, the reactivity, all of the trauma, all of the dysregulation, all of the attacks, like, all of the violence, like... Yeah, it's not fucking safe for you to be as soft and open-hearted as, like, I am doing this for work in Sedona. Like, seriously. I always think about this. Like, if I had, if I was working in corporate, like, I, I, was, I would perform more, you know? Yeah. You know, it's not a safe place to be authentically yourself. You know, you can look at anyone who's been ostracized, ostracized in society, you know? It's a, it's a tall order to be, like... Yeah, like, just be authentically yourself. And, like, if you're not, you're, like, not evolved. And it's, like, well, it's actually not fucking safe. And, like, some people get fucking killed for that. Yeah. It's, like, really serious. Yeah. It actually really is. Yeah. And it's a survival thing. It yeah. comes down to survival, right? For sure. If we're not accepted by our community, by our tribe, we get kicked out of the tribe. Absolutely. And without our tribe, we used to die. And so mm. our system is still wired and programmed totally. for this. Totally. And also it's... It's a relational thing. You keep talking about relationships with me, and I'm, like, obsessed with your view of we have to heal in relationship. All trauma comes from relational wounding. Mm -hmm. And so 
at the end of the day, we have to make it safe for other people to show up. And it's not like, okay, starting now, you can't perform at all. It's like, where can you stop performing? Because we're performing pretty much our entire lives. For I mean, sure. At least I was. I got to the point where I fucking had no idea who I was because I was performing so much. Yeah. And the way that I started to decondition myself was allowing myself to not perform in certain spaces. And yeah. that's where it starts. Okay, I can stop performing with my husband. I can start performing with mm. my clearest, closest, bestest friends. Okay, I can stop performing a little bit more online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it starts slow, but yeah. I've definitely noticed a shift from even just me and you becoming friends. This is actually, you made me aware of how, how deeply I was performing when you were hosting Rewild and you're like, just don't perform. Like, just show up. Like, don't perform. You said it a lot nicer, but that was, that was like... I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> it wasn't you, source. Yeah. Um, but that was like the, the theme, right? Because I was nervous about it and you were like, just show up. Like, just be yeah. authentic and don't perform. And so I didn't. Yeah. And it was the best, amazing, most life-changing thing ever to yeah. ever happen in my life. I hear, <laughs> I hear that though. I hear that. Like showing up to a space, even if you're like going to, I don't know, what do kids do? Go to like a party? Like even if you're going to like a party and, or like a bar with people you like don't know, like what would it look like for you to not perform? Like what would it look like for if someone's like, how are you? To just be like, you know, you don't need to share your dump your trauma onto them, but like what would it look like for you to just, like, wear what you actually wanted to wear and, like, look how you actually wanted to look and say what you wanted to say yeah. and drink or not drink depending on what you wanted, not what, not who you were performing for? Yeah, yeah. It's really also those expectations. Like, who are you expected to be in this moment? Yes. That is so key. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, you know, spiritual teachers that I look up to are, like, just not what you would stereotypically think of like I don't know like being like doused in like white linen and like malas all the time and like I don't know just drinking kombuchas yeah meditation 20 yeah it like depends I guess but the people that I'm attracted to are like the people who are like very in their human experience like even Dara who is like definitely the most enlightened being that I know um she would never say that (laughs) at all but um like she's very human like there's no when you look at her and you talk to her you're just talk you're you it's like you're you're looking in the mirror Mm. yeah it's not like you're yeah it's pretty crazy but that's like my that's like a great model that i have yeah. Like, direct access to. Yeah. And anyone can. Go follow her. <laughs> Dara Energy. Dara Energy. Yeah, she's an amazing, amazing teacher. I would love to end on how can we walk away from this episode and perform less? Like, what can we take from, okay, now we know that performance shows up. Everyone's performing in one way or another. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm performing. What next? Yeah. I think a fun, fun, I think a fun thing, action item would be next time someone asks you how you're doing, check in and see if it feels aligned to actually share how you're doing. Mm. When someone asks you how you're doing, what I read it as is like, how's your heart? Like, I like that question so much more. Like, how's your heart? And like, we're in Sedona and like, I'm like, 
full-blown hippie now, so maybe you can't, like, ask that at work, but, like, maybe you fucking can. Like, yeah. maybe this is the only way that we heal to actually ask each other, like, how we're doing and, like, holding space. So instead of just saying, like, I'm good. Like, I've, I've started doing this, like, in my D- I'm, like, in my DMs all the time, and when people are like, how are you? I'm like, how fucking am I? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to take a second instead of just saying, like, you know, the rehearsed thing. Like, I'm great. I'm good. Busy. Like, what? Like, yeah. how's you, like, what's actually going on inside your psyche? Yeah. You know? How many times have you said you're good when you're not? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's essentially what I was going to share. Mine's more just energetically, like, consciously being aware of just where where and when you're performing. Yeah. Are you performing when you are at work or whatever? Like, just being aware of it, and that alone will make it to where you're not performing as much. Yeah. A great journal prompt is, where am I not showing up as myself? Mm, beautiful. Maybe we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's just like, what, what areas? Is it your job? Is it your relationships? Is it how you look? Is it what you're wearing? Is it how you're drinking? Who you're around? Is it your relationship? Like, is it in the bedroom? Like, are you not asking for what you want? Are you pretending to like something that you don't? Um, having the awareness around it is the first part. It's bringing it out of the shadow. And, yeah. like, the shadow is only dangerous if it stays in the shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so can I follow up with the second journal prompt? If you guys really want to get crazy. Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking go. So your journal prompt was, where am I not showing up as myself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to follow that up with, how can I show up mm. more authentically? In that area. Yeah, in that area. And the other thing is, like, when you start to do deconditioning work... I hear it every single day. My clients are like, well, I don't know who I am without that. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. Every time you shed a layer, every time you heal trauma, I was like, I don't know who I am without this thing. It, ha- it happens to me all the time. I don't- who am I without this thing? Who am I without this thing? Who am I without this title? Who am I without this coping mechanism? It's like, that's the point. If you're at the point where you're like, ooh, I don't know who I am anymore. It's like, fucking great. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That came up for me somewhere too. It was like, I don't know who I am without, I think it was like my mom's approval. It was like something big. It was yeah. this huge moment. And I had this very clear download of source being like, whoever the fuck you want to be. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, how do you actually want to show up in the world? This is your clean slate. Go. Yeah. Honestly, it's just stripping it down. And then it's just a rediscovery. Mm. Like, who do I get to be today? And then you get to change all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. So good. Shall we end with a prayer? Yes. Okay, let's get it. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? You're so good at it. Maybe I'll build my comp. That's an edge for me, so maybe maybe as we go, we okay. will. Yeah. Okay, I'll edit that part out. You can share it. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, it is an edge. Also, you're just like, you're just like really, really good at praying. I love praying. You're good at praying. <laughs> I love prayer. I do it so much. And also, I used to be so triggered by the word prayer because of my uh, religious trauma, which we should talk about, but like you've like reintroduced me to just like the word and I was always doing it but now I'm like oh yeah I pray yeah all the fucking time and it's not religious prayer is literally the biggest tool that we have yeah in spiritual and like spiritual warfare really yeah. and mm-hmm. just life in general but that's another episode we could go for another yeah 30 minutes. we should talk about like prayer for someone who's been burned by the catholic church oh like, how, how do you find your way back that's a spicy one it is a spicy one well maybe you don't find your way back to the spicy to the spicy church maybe no you don't, you don't. <laughs> but like your way back to prayer yeah your way back your way home. back to god real god 
Oh. Whatever that means to you. Okay. Yeah. These are some juicy episodes, you guys. Keep us accountable. Yeah. All right. Let's drop in. Mm. Wherever you are, take a second just to recognize how much medicine you can deliver into this world without performance. Mm. We ask for all of our guides, our spirit guides, our angels, our highest self, God, goddess, source, universe, the divine, whoever it is that you feel called upon, whoever it is that you feel like you just want to receive some help, call them now. We open up our channel to allow our true and authentic selves to flow through. Let us know what one thing we can do today. What's one thing that we can integrate and change to get us just a little bit closer to our highest self? We pray and we ask for guidance, for assistance, for love, for purity of the soul. We pray for connection, that we may be surrounded with people who accept and love all parts of us. And overall, we pray that we may be expanded and connected to the one and the only source, infinity, life, and everything and everyone in that sphere. Aho. Aho. So that was kind of a long one. That was beautiful. Might be like a full process over here. (laughs) (laughs) So much purging. Shelby yawns every time. Every time she's, like, purging, so. I, It's, like, my third eye. just, like, blasted open every time you pray. Well, <laughs> in this I magic, hope you guys felt that. <laughs> yeah, with this magic, we officially close this circle. We started with a prayer. You guys didn't hear it, but we started with a prayer. Oh, yeah. We ended with a prayer. I think this episode's complete. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for joining us. We love you guys so much. Thank you for coming back for another episode of Mystic Medicine. Yeah, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another medicine journey. Be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and share and tag us on Instagram at Mystic Medicine Tribe. If you loved this podcast, we invite you to leave us a review. Okay, Mystic, go serve your medicine.